Just a brief note before we get started, this episode is part of a special series we recorded at the Chemicals America Conference in Fort Worth, Texas. Rather than our usual in-house attorney guests, these episodes feature executives and other business leaders from outside of the legal department discussing some of the biggest issues facing the chemical industry today. We hope longtime listeners appreciate this temporary shift in perspective, and we welcome new listeners, especially those of you in the chemical industry, joining us for this special series. Now, on with the show. Welcome, everyone, to the In-House Roundhouse, where in-house lawyers, outside counsel, and industry experts gather around to discuss current issues and best practices. I'm your host, Mark Enriquez, a commercial litigator with Womblebond Dickinson. With me, as always, is my producer, Brian Ewing. We have Ron Levan as our guest today. We're continuing our special series on the chemicals industry. Ron is uh, with CJB Applied Technologies. Uh, Ron, thanks for coming today. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Great. I thought we'd talk a little bit about the whole area of marketing in the chemicals industry, including market introduction challenges. Sure. Uh, before we dig into that, tell us a little bit about CJB and the kind of work that they do. Sure. Uh, CJB is a couple of companies. We have CJB Applied Technologies, which is a 22-year-old firm. Um, in both companies are in Valdosta, Georgia. CJB Industries does toll manufacturing. Um, about 80% of our work is in the agricultural industry, and about the rest of it is split between various industries, including um, coatings, adhesives, fuel additives, et cetera. Um, CJB Applied Technologies, which is my current focus, is a formulation development firm. We have um, lab staff with a lot of expertise who have a long expertise in designing marketable formulas for folks. And then we have pilot plants and we produce things and get people off to their road or profitability quicker than if they did it without. So gotcha. It. Okay. So you're actually doing and, and again we've got we may have listeners that don't spend their lives in the chemical industry. So when when you talk about formulation, could you sure. could you break that down a little bit for me for our right. lay listeners or people like me that may, you know, have to go back to my high school chemistry to remember <laughs> what formulation is. No problem. But the formulation is, is we tend to think about um, in basic terms, if you have a chemical and it has a set of properties. So if, if um, you have a chemical that is red and you want to put it in your paint and it makes the paint red. Well, one of the things that you would do, let's say if you have an agricultural chemical and, you, and it has a great thing to save somebody's crop from a fungus and crop loss. But just because you have that molecule doesn't mean it's in the right form that you can just go and just sprinkle it on the crops and make it work. Um, what the formulation is there to do is to make it um, really a sort of a user-friendly experience where you take that active ingredient and you've you mix it a certain way, you add certain things to go with it to make it like the leaf that, that you're spraying it on and so that it um, stays there for the amount of time, protects the crop, and makes it so people can have those fruits whenever they want them. So. Gotcha. Okay, so you may have a particular chemical, pesticide, whatever fertilizer, mm -hmm. whatever it is, um, but you need that whole delivery package and how it's actually going to be applied. And that's part of that formula. So well it may be, it's the whole delivery, <laughs> right. delivery device. Right. Okay. So you think about you know, a product that you, you know, you might just refer to a, a product as the active ingredient, but it really, truly, there might be 15 or 20 other materials that go in with that active ingredient that you buy off the store shelf mm -hmm. that actually puts it in the right, form so it makes it a happy experience instead right. of 
No, I think that's good. And yeah, we take, I mean, certainly in pharmaceuticals, right, we think we're buying acetaminophen, but it's really, you know, there's a lot of other stuff and how the, how the caplet is designed and how, how it's going to release over time. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot to that delivery device. It's not just, you know, the, the 200 milligrams of whatever you think exactly. you're, you know, buying on the label. And, and that's true for non-pharmaceutical products, too. Mm -hmm. A lot of things, you know, that we buy, there's, there's a lot of other stuff in it. So that's... That's interesting. How do you, in terms of marketing, if you're, if, if let's start with uh, applied technologies mm -hmm. and the whole formulation business, how do you find folks that need help, you know, coming up with, uh, with that service? Okay, we started this company about four years ago and it's sort of based around the talents of our uh, chemists. And so what we did originally was we named it CJB because we had the, the larger company and so by giving it the same, a similar name, a branch off name, sort of a, we did a brand extension. And so we, all of a sudden we had a welling audience that already knew about CJB Industries that we could immediately mark, start marketing the firm to. So what we're doing now, as you know, we've gone through that market, we've grown quite quickly in the last four years. Um, we are moving to what uh, is referred to as an inbound strategy, where um, it's uh, very much a, internet-driven strategy where we'll have, well, we'll continue with the other marketing efforts, but we're going to open up with a lot of SEO and um, our redesigned um, website will be out. And it's, it's really designed to get us out to people looking for our services. And we did some research and we found that there was uh, it's kind of a wide open space for people who, who want to find us, have a hard time finding us okay. or anybody else that mm. do what we do. Okay. So we're designed as a strategy to go in there and start taking over those Google searches and getting our name up there quickly. Gotcha. It's interesting. We've talked to folks about Industry 4.0 and adopting uh, more technology and digitization and from a manufacturing production side of things. Mm -hmm. um, and it sounds like it's starting to be adopted and, and where it can be, but it's maybe a little bit slower than maybe some other areas and manufacturing broadly. Mm -hmm. um, have you found that to be true within the chemicals industry as far as the marketing, the outward facing side of companies that folks are maybe don't have the digital footprint and branding and presence that maybe other other companies and other industries do i mean everybody thinks that what they have is is unique and that's you know that's some truth in it but uh what's unique about the chemical industry is it's mostly a business where we take natural products we do some transformations on them we end up with something else that people find valuable and that's a, it sounds very trite but what the important levers in there is figuring out what that People need you to take this pine tar and do these three steps to it, and then it makes my cup feel nice to hold. Um, that knowledge is, is sort of a black magic, right? And so to know how to do that and to explain that, what you end up doing is you, you have to sell that nice feel on your cup that that coating provided. And you don't really want to talk about all of the chemistry that got there just because in a best case scenario, you will, you would confuse everybody. Mm. In a worst case scenario, tell your competitors how you did it. <laughs> right. And that has that history of the way it's done has really made the marketing's really a, a 
end-user market. So but end-user, is, it's deceptive. I didn't really, it's more of an intermediate user. So if I'm a guy who makes the coding, I buy that tackifier from somebody who sells me that tackiness, and he may or may not know how I got it there. So it really makes that, mar that digital marketing, this is how we do it in a blanket to thousands of people, really difficult because there may be only 10 people in the world that really care about it. As, as someone who is in marketing for a law firm, I completely sympathize. It, it, <laughs> when you're not uh, marketing to uh, the consumers broadly, uh, mm -hmm. average consumer broadly, it does become difficult because you do have to straddle that kind of that line of, we need to make this, we need to communicate this quickly and efficiently because time is money mm -hmm. and, and people, but we also need to communicate a more nuanced piece of information than you would buy coke it tastes good right, <laughs> so, yeah. so I, I appreciate that yeah, i appreciate yeah. that what i have curiosity um what have you found to be effective as far as the kinds of ways that you talk about products um have you found certain well it um what we believe we've found right now with cjb applied technologies is that there is more than 10 people in the world that need it. And, and, cause, <laughs> um, and so, because if, if it's only a few people, the cheapest way to do it is buy airplane tickets and you go around and you talk to people. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what happens a lot in the chemical industry. But we think that there are a lot more folks that need these services. We don't really sell chemistry. We sell a service, a formulation service. And there's more people that need it than know about it. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we're switching to uh, an online strategy. Gotcha. And, and you use the term SEO. I think most of us know what that uh, means, but search engine optimization. That's correct. That's so, and you're, and again, for the, for the uninitiated, you're basically buying uh, keywords like, you know, formula or formulization or whatever. You may have more specific, uh, don't know what it's, you know, terminology so that someone searches and says, I need someone to help me with formulation. Then it pops up and, and see, right. you know, and an advertisement, you know, label that or a high priority in the list of right. search will come up for CJB. Yeah. And the, the real key is we'll buy the ads and get listed that way. Um, but the real, the holy grail is to write your content on your website in a way that addresses the needs because the web, the mm -hmm. website engines work very hard and they're pretty good at what they do is to look at your website and say, is this just a list of buzzwords? we're not going to give you the boost that you might think you would have gotten. So they actually have natural language filters and they're trying to look for websites that are about the topics. And so by putting useful, valuable topics that people spend time on, that's how you get up there and you get that free advertising and you get people what they actually want to know. Gotcha. Have you found your folks willing to buy into, uh, well, let me ask first off, are you guys a regular content production uh, strategy. We are just rolling it out. We um, we started in October. We we had um, we found ten of what we thought were really good firms that specialize in this area, and we went through a competitive bidding uh, mm -hmm. process. And so we awarded the bid in late October. And so we, for the last two and a half months, that firm has developed a strategy, and that strategy begins rolling out in the next couple of weeks. So, huh? so this is an exciting time. This is a very exciting time. <laughs> where, where the rubber meets the road, <laughs> yeah, is it? Exactly. Where you're going to see, you're hoping that business starts pouring in. And that's but. right, because we know <laughs> the money's pouring out. So. Right. <laughs> um, will your folks be taking part in content development? Absolutely. We're, we will be leading that. The marketing firm will provide um, horsepower to get it written and written well, because you know, we're, we tend to be chemists, and so we're not necessarily good writers. So mm. hopefully we'll 
we'll lean on them to make it entertaining. So, Ron, are there any lessons learned from the bidding process that you could share with other companies that may be putting a toe into that, yeah. you know, digital world about what worked well or didn't or, you know, in terms of the process and how it compared once you made your selection? Sure. You know, sometimes you get, you get pitched all these things. Oh, it'll be easy and quick. And, right. you know, even, even with the best bidder, it, it doesn't always turn out that way. So I'm just wondering, now that you've been through it, mm -hmm. um, obviously you can't speak to the ultimate success quite yet. Maybe we'll do another <laughs> a follow-up episode <laughs> in a couple months. But... Uh, you know, what, what, what about lessons? Um, there are a lot of good folks out there in that industry. There really are. There are a lot of good firms. So um, there are a lot of people there that will tell you whatever you want to hear. You can't just call three firms. We, we ended up with 10 to get down to where there was three that were really, they were understood what it is we were trying to accomplish and, and had the skills to do it. So I guess my point is you really kind of have to, there are a lot of firms out there and a lot of them are really good at what they're, doing which they might be a website development firm they might be a you know out there to buy ad clicks or they might just be an seo optimization firm so you know we wanted to blend so we had to keep looking until we found a couple of firms that we could choose from that that were really good at it so plan on months of selection not mm. days that's what i guess gotcha. bottom line were you able to find firms that had experience with the chemicals industry no, no, I, I don't know that that would have been really a good selling point mm -hmm. for them because being able to talk to us in that language would have been extremely expensive for them. So I would rather know that myself and have them really good at, at the mechanics of the getting us listed where we wanted to get listed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. You said uh, part of your business is in the agricultural area. I know mm -hmm. that's been a, a turbulent market to be in. Yeah. What kind of challenges has that posed in terms of trying to do the, the marketing work you're sure. doing? Sure. Um, well, if your customers aren't happy, then nobody's happy. And um, it's been a tough year for our customers and especially for their customers. The, the actual growers have had a hard year in 2019. Mm -hmm. um, and our direct customers, the people who make uh, the products that the growers buy, they've had a difficult year because of that. And so a lot of the challenges that I know that you, you mentioned that other people on your podcast have covered in terms of the trade war and the tariffs, which are kind of separate but linked issues, um, uncertainty around USMCA has led to a lot of issues where customers have, have had a hard time uh, getting the active ingredients that they need, if they can get it, getting it when they need it. So in the meantime, they still have um, goals to their bosses. They have to hit targets. They have to help the growers get their plants, you know, healthy on time because the, you know, the sun waits for no one. And so the end of the, you know, March is coming and <laughs> June is coming and these things have to be ready. So what you end up with is people having to develop products in a hurry. And so they're left with, you know, a lot of important decisions to make in a hurry. I mean, how, cause, cause they, they have to come up with a formula with their AIs. That's just very user friendly, something that they can just kind of open pour and it does what it needs to do with a lot of, a lot of stirring, a lot of muss and fuss. And, you know, they still have to worry about things. You know, the fact that they don't have the AI from the source that they plan to have might affect its properties. And so, they have to come up with a way to make it, you know, still have the shelf life it needs to have. And, you know, and so there's a lot of things that they have to avoid and they have to do it quickly. So that's, mm -hmm. you know, we, your heart goes out to them and we help them when we can. Yeah. 
Um, one question we've been asking a lot of guests surrounds intellectual property. Mm -hmm. Obviously, as a law firm and yeah. lawyers, you know, we're interested in, in that. And I'm, I'm wondering, from a formulation standpoint, do you protect the formulation itself? Is it patented, trade secret? How do you, you know, how do you avoid other people copying your formulation ever? So you've got, you know, someone has this AI, you come up with a great formulation, and then, you know, a competitor says, oh, they've done all the hard work, you know, and figured it out. We'll just, yeah. we'll just copy them. Well, we're fortunate that reverse engineering a formula is not as easy as it might sound, because there's all of these little drips and drops of everything that go in it, and two drops instead of three drops makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. And so it's really pretty hard to reverse engineer it if you didn't know how to, it's easier to just come up with a new one than it is to reverse engineer. I guess okay. that's the basic. Okay. But, gotcha. but in terms of intellectual property law, we do at least an NDA every week, non-disclosure agreement mm -hmm. for the non-lawyers yeah. here. Um, and so the language that we have is, um, you know, they typically, our typical agreement is they will own the finished formulation. It's theirs. They can do what they will with it. What we own and what we continue to own is the know-how um, that is acquired during the um, formulation development work. So if, if we come along, we learn along the way and we learn a little bit here and there, that goes to our knowledge, that goes, we can continue to reuse that. We cannot take that formula that we've given, we've, we've developed and give it to somebody else and resell it. You know, that's theirs, but ours is, the, you know, it's the, it's the working knowledge we get to keep. Gotcha. Now, do you also do the manufacturing or would that be the other CJB entity that yeah. maybe would get the ability, you know, mm -hmm. would then go make it once you finish the formulation? Or is that yeah. typically done by third parties, the no. actual production? Uh, there's a there's a step in between, and that the step in between is a um, pilot batch. And that would be like a mm -hmm. three or four hundred, maybe five, six hundred gallon batch that you run to test your lab formula at semi-industrial scale. It gives us a chance to know exactly that we can make it at industrial scale and also gives them a chance to go out and have enough product to go try it on and get the registrations that they need. Okay. Um, but once that's done, it, in a perfect day, it goes right over to CJB Industries and we make it industrial scale, but it's theirs. They can take it wherever they'd like. Okay, gotcha. Uh, just to circle back to the marketing stuff, I was just curious. As you uh, have developed and worked with the the agency to develop this um, strategy, what have you know? One of the things that I have found is trying to determine what is more important for us: content, own content, or earned uh, media. As we've seen, you know, newspapers have been and are in just an absolute tailspin decline. Sadly, magazines. A kind of similar situation. Um, we have seen the rise of more uh, niche publications uh, as far as web goes. So maybe not necessarily print, but digital. Um, where did you land? What, what do you feel like is uh, kind of the best bang for your buck as far as getting the word out there, producing content on your own and, and having it on your own website or um, having it uh, published in one of these, you know, niche publications or, or other places? Uh, we've landed on, on developing it ourselves, And the main reason is there's, in our little segment of the world, there's not enough people to support uh, an ecosystem of media. The really big names in, in chemical media, um, 
were people like ISIS, which is an unfortunate name, but it's spelled different. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they did a lot of stuff, but it was more in the um, high capital, what I, what I call big pipe chemistry, uh, petrochemicals and, and the intermediates shortly thereafter. But when you get into specialty chemicals, it goes back to my original comment about how your knowledge of a particular application from a particular raw material source is sort of the heart of specialty chemistry. So by definition, there's never really going to be a mass market to talk about that because if you kind of want to keep it under your vest, if you're in that industry. So, and our customers are mostly specialty chemical people we, and ag people. We do a lot of ag and you know, a lot of specialty stuff. And so there's ag press and, you know, we're considering that, but most of the consumers of that are growers and they don't really have a, a feel for us, but we would catch a net of the people we would care about. So we would, you buy a lot of space to catch a few fish. So, And so you have some of that, but the, your, your strategy at this point is going to be yeah. kind of, you know, 80%. Way more than 80%. 95%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's get up whatever we can own and control. Right. Let's put it on right. the website. Let's put it on our now, we social are, media. I mean, we didn't talk about social media. Is that, how, is that factoring into yes. your plan at all? Yeah, that, that's, and we'll, like I said, that's what our um, media group to be selected um, will be taking what it is we that we the the goings on and making it you know relatively interesting and if it's interesting enough then we'll post it on on the social media but it's you know we'll, we're still testing it we think that you know the LinkedIn would probably is going to be where most of our people live um, our media folks want me to keep the idea of Facebook open and I'm they're having a hard time keeping me to think that's a good idea <laughs> I I'm, I will be honest with you I I, I am with you Our we have um, uh, social media specialist, um, uh, digital manager at uh, the firm. And she, you know, advocates very strongly to, you know, that, that Facebook and Twitter are still relevant and LinkedIn is, is our most important, but those two, and I, you know, I take her word for it. I trust her, you know, mm -hmm. expertise, but um, I do think it's interesting how LinkedIn has changed I think uh, that it that's hung around is great because I think you are starting to see the generation that grew up with social media as a thing. So when MySpace first launched, you know, they were some of the first users when Facebook. And so that that's a thing that they know. And now that they're adults and professionals, LinkedIn is the grown up version. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I'm going to use this more right. often. And I think you've seen LinkedIn really kind of transform over the last 10, 12 years, maybe less than that, but um, into this, you know, it isn't just a place you go because you need to find a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is a place where you really do try to have these social media conversations mm -hmm. that are professional social. Right. Uh, so absolutely. And we are going to look at Twitter a little bit and what I'm, do, I'm in the, still in the discovery phase. What I'm doing is I'm going, I'm looking at who I think are the, the names in the industry and people who might be known. And I'm just kind of looking to see if they pro something that I think is interesting. Does, do they get any likes? Do they get any retweets? Do there are there any comments just and that just, just to see if people are actually, you know, there's, there's a lot of hysteria on Twitter. It doesn't mean that people want to use it to talk about chemistry. So, well, <laughs> so we'll have to see. Or read about, you know, to, yeah. to read about it, you know, oh, I see this article. Is this, you know, is this a source? Because that's, I mean, that's a big thing for us is, you know, developing that content and then how, what is the best way to get in front of the audience, get that content in front mm -hmm. of the audience and 
uh, we've had we've had good success with with LinkedIn. And like I said, we we've got a tremendous um, shout out to Katie Brill, uh, <laughs> tremendous uh, social media and digital uh, marketing um, expert at the firm, and um, she's done a great job. But it is it is interesting to see that that shift. And so it's interesting to hear from your perspective where it's even more. You know, I, I'm like, oh, we're niche, we're niche, we're a law firm, we're, yeah. you know, business law, but chemicals, in specialty chemicals yeah, yeah. industry is uh, even more niche, niche yeah. within niche within yeah. niche. So that's, true. Uh, that's really interesting. Um, uh, what about uh, organizations like SACMA and Chemicals mm -hmm. America? Um, have you found that those are strong outlets for getting content out? Yeah. Um, SACMA does, is, is constantly growing and it's definitely you know, better and better every year. Um, uh, we'll continue to rely on them. They um, they call us with with people. will call them looking for folks like us, and they will call us. And it's it, it's so there's a they have a referral program for members, and it's it's active. They they work at it pretty hard. Uh, Chemicals America is a uh, very important part of our marketing effort on an annual basis. Uh, being a toll manufacturer in the ag space which is about, like I said, about 80% of what we do. They have a Chemicals America show in Charleston is just exactly what it is that it's the people who want to talk to us and the people we want to talk to are all in one spot in a beautiful place with great food for one week and it's all good. <laughs> as long as you don't have a hurricane, it's yeah. particularly good. <laughs> this, this new show here in Fort Worth, I would describe it this way. When we walk into Charleston, our dance card is already full. We already have meetings lined up, dinners, breakfasts. We're completely booked up. We come here, we have about half booked up, but we have to, and we actually have to work at it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, but this is really what we need because we're getting out to new people. And based on what we've seen at our booth this year, we've had just, I would say, no more than five minutes has probably been the longest lull we've had since between having a really productive conversation. So I would say that we'll probably come back one more time, at least one more time, but maybe keep going, but on and on. But I think Tom's done a great job here at Chemicals America and we'll continue to participate. So, yeah, we've, we've had a, a great conference. It's been really good. Yeah. Terrific. Um, I know we're running low on time. Any final thoughts you want to give to other folks that may be, you know, in your space trying to do marketing um, or, or market introduction in specialty chemicals? Uh, um, well, the key is, is with marketing is making sure you just define it is who it is you need to talk to and get them the message that they need and, and, and get it out there. That's really all there is to it. I mean, it's, it's not rocket science. <laughs> so that's, but that's kind of it. Sounds good. I know you've got a new website coming out. If people want to find you, Ron, what's the easiest way to get in touch? Uh, sure. LinkedIn or the website or both? Uh, CJB Applied Technologies and uh, that website. The old website is up there right now. The new website's coming soon. Great. It'll probably be up when this episode uh, releases. Great. So, well, thank you. I appreciate you spending time talking to us uh, and, and excited about doing this special chemicals uh, uh, part of the in-house roundhouse i want to remind our listeners you can find previous episodes of the in-house roundhouse and subscribe to the podcast at our website womblebondickinson.com or on itunes the google play store or soundcloud if you have questions or comments about this episode or want to suggest future topics please do so via linkedin or twitter thanks for listening this has been the in-house roundhouse see you at the next station In-House Roundhouse is a production of Womble Bond Dickinson. Brian Ewing is our producer, and Robert Daughtry is our audio engineer.